Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 128 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. What's going on, buddy? Not a whole lot, man. Just recovering from an awesome Memorial Day weekend. Got to hang out, have a bunch of people come over. Uh, you guys know me. I love my cars. Uh, Sunday on Memorial Day weekend is like the best day of the year if you're a racing fan. You wake up, you've got 9 a.m., you've got F1 over in Monaco, biggest Formula One race of the year. All the celebs are over there hanging out. They're all partying on boats and stuff, watching the race. It's great. Then you get up, you know, get off the couch, go make yourself some lunch. 1230 rolls around, and it's the single greatest sporting event out there. It's the Indy 500, just (laughs) four and a half hours at 233 miles an hour. Who doesn't love that? And then you wrap up at 6 p.m. with NASCAR into the night. You know, you got the Coke 600. So I had a day. Wow. I'm actually very jealous. The way you just described that might make me start watching racing a little more there. Yeah, it's worth it just for that one day of the year, man, I tell you. Yeah, no, I'm glad you had fun. I think I uh, spent my weekend shooting a combined score of probably 280 over 36 holes of golf. So we don't need to talk about that, but I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Wisco, Mac Vogel. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? It's finally summer here in Wisconsin. We've got like a couple of uh, 75 to 80 degree days strong in a row, and uh, we're crossing our fingers. We're not going to see any more snow this year, so... uh... Yeah, things are going pretty good. I mentioned it last episode, but I'm now pretty much fully moved into the new spot. Um, living room still needs some work, some of the common spaces, but all the bedrooms are set. Um, got my little office cubicle set up here, which I'm, I'm, I've been jamming on. So, uh, yeah, things are pretty good. Awesome. I think we hit almost like 97 down here in MD today. So that was, uh, it was a scorcher. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me why I don't live there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get you back in winter. It's okay. Uh, and now I'm going to toss it across the screen to our intern, Jackson Gross. What's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. Still recouping two weeks later after finals and finishing my junior year. So life in Illinois has been good so far. Love it. Great energy. I miss graduation. I wish I could say I just graduated. That was fun. Graduating junior year is always a good time. Um, all right, let's get into the playoff mix. We got a lot to unpack here. We got our round three previews. We got an interview and the city of New York is celebrating. So that means everybody is miserable at the same time. But before we do, just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, brackish life. All righty. We have conference finals previews. We've got the East and we've got the West. We actually just finished talking to our good pal Anthony at Forever Blue Shirts covering the Rangers vs. Lightning series. So we are going to let that preview take place right now. And we are now joined by our friend Anthony from Forever Blue Shirts. We haven't spoken since our season preview way back when in October. And here we are 
one day away from June. The Rangers are in the Eastern Conference Finals. How are you doing? I am doing pretty good. It's been uh, it's been a fun run for sure. Uh, the New York Rangers definitely. I think when we spoke, I mean, I don't know if you guys are going to hold my feet to the fire. I know we spoke, and I did a Metro preview with you guys, and I felt the Rangers had a shot to to be a playoff team this year. And I say, well, who are they going to knock out? And we, you know, I talked about the Penguins and I talked about the Caps, and I only did it because of age, thinking that maybe at some point. They were just going to kind of break down a little bit. And it turned out to, uh, I know you guys are Penguins and, and you're also Caps fans. Happens. Uh, I know it worked out for us because it was the New York Islanders who actually suffered all the injuries and the COVID stuff. And, and they, that's it. That knocked them out. They were done. I mean, it was a great year for the Eastern Conference. I think the winner of the Stanley Cup is coming from the East this year, no matter who gets in there. Uh, I mean, listen, let's face it. Eight teams got into the playoffs. All of them were over 100 points. It wasn't even close. They were all excellent. And had the Islanders have been healthy probably all year, it would have. you might have had nine teams fighting with over 100 points with somebody not making it, you know? So it, it was quite a year for the East. No, and we, we always refer back to our season previews with you whenever we talk about the Metro and just a strange year, like you said, for the Isles, you know, between the injuries, COVID, and even like the crazy road trip they had to start the season and all that. It was just kind of a weird year for them. And now you got trots out. We could, that's a whole different topic, but wow. that's, that's, that's for a different day. We're here to talk Rangers. We got a, a bunch of New York listeners, I'm sure, tuning in. So I know they're going to want to hear what you have to say. Um, before we give you the floor, just a couple notes before we get started. Uh, the Rangers sure. are plus 155 to win the series, while the Lightning are minus 185 to win the series. Here's a fun fact. The Lightning are the largest road favorite in an Eastern Conference final game, or series, rather, since 1988. I think that's a kind of weird quirk that I found on Sportsnet uh, Twitter mm -hmm. page. And the season series. Igor was stellar in their season series this year. Read into that if you want to, but Igor went 3-0 against the Bolts in the regular season, and he had a 1.3 GAA and a 9.58 save percentage. So, you know, what more can you say? Um, I'll let you talk more about how you think the Rangers stack up in this series. Well, you know, the, Gallant said it today. Gerard Gallant said, you know, we, we had a great regular season against them, throw it out the window. It doesn't matter, right? Like, because the, the Carolina Hurricanes had a great regular season against us, and the Rangers found a way to win. Uh, I do. I think it's great. And I, and I'm not the only one who's saying this. There's a lot of people who are like living it up going in the West. You've got McDavid versus McKinnon. Okay. So you've got all that offense and you've got two goalies who I think are average in Kemper and in Smith. So it's going to be who can, who, which goal can actually come up with the, with, with, a, with, you know, a few more saves. I, I don't, I don't know how else to put it in that one. That should be a slugfest offensively um you know i do think the abs are going to win that to be honest i think they have enough depth uh as for the rangers and the lightning you're talking about shesterkin versus vasilevsky i mean it's a goalie duel it should really it's going to be which of the goalies is better is probably going to win this series um during the regular season believe it or not vasilevsky was 0-2 gave up 3.03 per game uh, per game average and had an 875 save percentage which was not very good um, that being said, uh, you know, when you, when I look at the matchup, it's still pretty darn even. And I have a hard time picking against 
the Lightning, because they are the two-time, you know, defending Stanley Cup champions, have they played too many games? I really don't know. They're on nine days rest. I think it's important for the Rangers to take advantage of that. And hopefully maybe a little bit of that rust shows up and their timing's just a tad bit off and the Rangers can take game one. I think if they do with home ice advantage, I think that can go a long way because I, I have the Rangers in seven. Um, I think they have a slight edge offensively if Braden, because it looks like Braden points, not going to start the, the series. So that's a big deal. We, we can't overlook that. Uh, I think Kucherov's the best offensive player in this series, probably followed by Stamkos uh, as a close second. But when I look at the Rangers, I think Artemi Panarin is going to have a much better series. I, I, the, the Carolina Hurricanes literally double teamed him and focused on him and gave him. They were so afraid of Artemi Panarin beating him, beating them. I think that allowed Zibanejad to start to actually get a little bit more room, uh, not having to deal with the, the, the checking that I think Panarin had to deal with. Um, and Zibanejad during the regular season had a, he scored four goals in the three games. Uh, he was the biggest offensive weapon for the Rangers in those contests. And he has 19 points, which I don't think is being discussed enough in these playoffs. He, he's the Rangers leader scorer in the playoffs. Uh, he's only behind, you know, the dynamic duo of McDavid and Dreisaitl left 26. Uh, and that's a team that has to score five, six goals a game to win with Mike Smith and net. Um, so with all that being said, I, I, I like, I think the defenses are fairly even. I know the Rangers were better defensively goals against average wise. The Rangers do give up a lot of shots. They give up a lot of chances, but they, they've done a good job of keeping the middle clean. And I think that showed against the hurricanes because I think the hurricanes are the best four checking team in the, in the league period. It showed up in the playoffs. They use that four check to, to cycle and dominate down low but if you can't get anybody in front or you can, you barely get your chances and you got a goalie like Chesterkin, the Rangers should come out on top. So I see this being really close. Um, I think, I think the slight edge goes to the Rangers offense at this point without Braden point. I think the defense is fairly even. I think Adam Fox is playing on another level. The health of Lindgren is going to be very important as is the health of McDonough, who's always playing banged up no matter, no matter what. Even if they not, they, he doesn't say he has an injury, he always seems to be banged up. And then it will come down to – then the series really comes down to – I don't even think special teams are going to play. Rangers' power play is ridiculous. Tampa's power play is good. Stay out of the box for both teams. Both PKs are pretty darn solid too. It, it'll be a matter of staying out of the box. It will come down to who's the better goalie, Shesterkin or Vasilevsky. And I think maybe – Shesterkin has just enough to get the Rangers to the Stanley Cup final. I'm curious, you mentioned uh, briefly about Panarin. I'm curious what you thought of him so far this postseason. Uh, Panarin had a great regular season, 96 points, right? Regular season versus playoffs, totally different animal. We know this. Uh, I, 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 there's some people think he might be playing a little banged up. I mean, they, listen, you, everyone's playing banged up this time of year. He looked pretty good. He looks pretty good trying to make plays. He, he looks good on the power play when he has time and space. I think he'll find more ice with Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay will play him the way Carolina, who blatantly said, like Brendan Smith was like, we're not going to give Panarin any room. And from game one of that series, Panarin had no room. The whole th Throughout the whole thing, he did most of his damage on the power play when he had some time and space. But, you know, the difference is, is Strom had like, 50 shots and wound up, it still only has two goals. 
if Strom was able to bury any of his chances, that would have opened up the ice a little bit more for Panarin. So if Strom gets going, Cop is going, I think the I think Panarin can go, and I think he'll find more ice here. I think it'll this series is better to, to his you know to to his style of play than the Hurricanes were. Um, I, I really do think that you know Shesterkin is getting better. His goals against average again again. He was he went from a 4.14 GAA against the Penguins to a three, and he did that on the strength of a 1.86 GAA against the Hurricanes in seven games. Okay, so he's brought his 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 goals against average down. His save percentage was ridiculous against you know the the the, the Hurricanes. I'm sure they're dreading they're still having nightmares of, of, of you know his pads sticking out and come flying out there i thought the rangers did a much better the rangers didn't do a good job and credit the penguins for not only getting just throwing pucks on net but causing traffic and deflecting pucks they got a majority of their goals by exposing the rangers inexperience like literally the rate the rangers could have been knocked out in the first round period i don't i don't want to hear it could have been knocked out in the first round Shesterkin was a mess in Pittsburgh. He was. He was rattled. It was there. Credit the Rangers, who have been resilient all year. 27 comeback wins, five straight elimination game wins. They may be on that roll now. They may, they may be believing it more. They've got me believing, that's for sure, because I went into these playoffs, <laughs> and I said, and, and I wrote an article right going into these playoffs. I said, the New York Rangers, I, I said, I don't know what they'll do. Many times I've written up articles like I think the Rangers can win the cup, blah, 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 blah. I think the Rangers are going to get a limit. I literally said, I have no idea what the Rangers are going to do in these playoffs. And I said, and the best part about it is, I don't think any team in these playoffs knows what the Rangers can do in these playoffs. <laughs> and I think that plays to their advantage as well. How much of the, uh, the fact that they have played two full seven game series concerns you. It does that, you know, do you look at that as battle tested or do you just Zero. look at that? Zero. They're the youngest team in the playoffs. There Zero. you go. You want to hear a stat that you're going to love to bring it. I love stats. So this comes from Tom Galitti, who's a writer for NHL.com on his Twitter page. So dating back to 2001, there have been seven instances where a team who swept someone and a team who won a game seven meet in the next series, right? Everybody thinks the advantage goes to the team who got the sweep because they're rested and recovered or, or whatever. The team who won the game seven has won the last seven series in a row when that instance happens dating back to Oh one. Wow. I, I, I didn't, I did not get around to see to reading that. And I do a lot of reading about hockey. I didn't see that one. Well, that, it was, it was an old tweet. Yeah. I don't, someone dug it up. So from last dug it year. up. Yeah. Okay. It was from last year. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, take that as you will. I don't know. I think, I think it plays into your guys' favor that you've, you know, just played a couple nights ago and you're walking back to MSG. I think people forget that you guys have home ice. Some casual fans might, but I think coming to MSG is going to be a totally different animal than what Tampa has yeah. seen. I mean, think about it. They, you know, that one extra regular season win and, the, and honestly, three straight wins against the lightning helped them get that home ice. Cause they each have 110 points. It's just a matter of having an, an extra regulation win. Um, you know, again, th that series against Carolina um, it, it's funny too. When you look at the Rangers, they went to seven games, but as easily as they maybe could have lost that first round series, 
if they allow that Kako goal, they win game one, and they probably don't need to go to seven games to win that series against the Penguins. But I'll be honest because that was a goal. And what's and we could argue about it. I know that there's a lot of banter between the Penguins and, and, and the Rangers over that series. Okay. But that particular, that was a goal. Without a doubt, you could see Dumoulin ram his head into Kako's back and you could see Kako's skates are parallel to the crease because he's trying to make a cut. And then he goes in and it's, and it's, and he nips, like he just nicks uh, the Smith and it's, Dumoulin, who's actually crushes the Smith and injures both, not him and his goaltender. And by the way, Louis Domingue was amazing in that series. Louis Domingue was excellent. I mean, we might have different opinions on that as a Penguins fan, but yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Was, I respect was, it. You guys beat us. Yeah. You, you beat us. Was, I, I ain't going to complain. Excellent. I ain't going to complain. Think about, about where he came from, third string goalie. He had no pressure. Here's the other thing, too. He's got no pressure on he's letting it all hang that's out. Fair. Like that's fair. He, had, he has zero pressure on it. He's expected to lose. And he just came in and he did a solid job. And I, and I give Tristan Jerry a tremendous amount of credit for gutsy performance in game seven. Gutsy. Cause his ankle was not hundred percent. So get, get, give him a ton of credit. Yeah. I'm curious what you think of this one. So obviously last time the Rangers made it all the way to the cup final 2014 lost to LA Kings in that year, they played a seven-game series in the first round against the Philadelphia Flyers. In the second round, they played seven-game series against the Penguins. Mm-hmm. And then in the conference final, ended up beating the Canadians in six games. What mm-hmm. are do you do you feel similarly at all nope. to that year? Or what are the main differences that you feel between no, I mean, this to me, this is like hockey horoscopes. <laughs> like it, it doesn't mean anything. First off, that was a much older team to begin with. I mean, Marty St. Louis was like, what, reach, get hitting close to 40. You had Rick Nash in his 30s, McDon- McDonough, Girardi, Stahl. They had all been through serious battles. Lundquist was in his 30s. Uh, by the way, the Rangers probably win that Stanley Cup too if Dwight King is properly called for interference that the NHL has to admit the next following season, we're going to insta- – yeah, got to do a video replay. That was interference. Like, do you, do you understand how – huge of a difference that makes in that series if, if they call that goal back because that starts that goal boom and then Gabrick and it's just it's over and and the Kings are we're deserving of winning the cup but I, you know that's me as as the Ranger fan in me that wants to bring that up but I don't see I don't see it playing here at all like I said they could win they, they might, the Rangers might be the very first team to win. To, I don't, and I, by the way, you can't hold me to this because I don't know if anyone has actually won the Stanley Cup going seven, 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 and seven, going the complete distance. I do not know that. I did not look that up. But due to the fact that the Rangers are so young, we'll see. And if we're going to do that whole 2014, well, when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup in 1994, they finished with two seven-game series. And then they beat the Caps in five and the Islanders in four. So maybe they'll beat the, the, the Bolts in five and they'll sweep whoever it is in four. Hey, bookend. <laughs> there you I, go. I love the attitude. Um, I do want to ask you this, and I pulled this from your article that you published this morning as I was reading it, and I thought it was interesting. So um, moneypuck.com, website yeah, that no, people – No respect to the Rangers. None, none, zero, zero. None. They gave you guys a 33% chance to win the series and they gave Edmonton a 40% chance to win theirs. I'm not really sure I agree with that. And it sounds like you don't either. 
again, I, I don't know how money, first off, I love the site Money Talk. I really do. I think they're great. I, they're, I enjoy that website. I, I, I love everything about it. It's, 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 it's basis. It's easy to understand. It's basic. It's easy to understand. It's great. Um, and I use it all the time. And, who, you know, whoever those creators are, God, you guys are awesome. I, I really do. But the Rangers have not gotten any respect. And, and you know what? I think that harkens back to what I said, you know, in the beginning that this Rangers team, nobody knows what they're going to do. Nobody knows. I have no idea how they can they, first off, every the narrative is they haven't now you got to beat an actual number one goal. Okay. It's not like Ronta didn't beat the Bruins. It's not like Ronta wasn't playing out of his mind, right? Um, you know, yeah, the Rangers and Penguins they were scoring goals at will. Like I said, this is a young team, and Galan admitted it. When he was being asked, well, what do you think about the inexperience? The Penguins have 1,500 playoff games under their belts, and you guys have 400, right? And that mostly belongs to Chris Kreider and a couple of other guys. So he said, ah, like any good coach, ah, it's not going to mean anything. Well, he admitted it, you know, right before the start of the series. He said, yeah, I was nervous. I had no idea what these kids were going to do. Lafreniere, uh, Lafreniere, Hedl. Uh, Kako, and he, and he also mentioned Keandre Miller, who I think has been an incredible beast all season. He's, he's been really good. He looked, I keep forgetting he's a kid. That's how well he's played. He's so mature in what he does on and off the ice. I, I just think he's, a, he's amazing. And I also think, you know, the, the naysayers on Lafreniere, uh, they can all, they, they could all, you know, <laughs> he's been great. Flip shut because that kid was built for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. No, he hasn't had, you know, listen, he, he's a 20 year old kid. He's got all the way to the world. Number one pick first year in, in the league is a COVID season. Okay. It, it, it's 56 game season. He, he can't see his parents. He can't see anybody. It's a complete different experience. He, he, he actually was very good this season. There was a lot of back and forth about his playing time, his ice times, go out doing right by him, blah, 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 blah. You know, even I questioned sometimes, you know, how he was handled because he wasn't getting minutes. But in the end, you know what? The guy's a Jack Adams nominee, won it once before. He must know what he's doing. So I need to shut up because I, I write about hockey from, from my, you know, desk in my office. So I, I got, I, I can't say anything, period. And Alexi, he just is built for these type of games. He's been physical. I know you got anybody saw the Penguin series. He was yeah. throwing the body. He is, yeah. Right. So he he certainly has risen to the occasion. Uh, I think Heedle has also kind of figured it out. Like, holy cow! If I shoot the puck, it might go in. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. He's a gamer. Yes. <laughs> if you shoot the puck, it might go in. It's crazy talk. <laughs> Kako, on the other hand, I still have my concerns around Kako. There was one thing is for sure. He's, he just hasn't figured it out yet, but he's built like a beast. He control when he gets the puck down low and he's on the boards, he's very difficult to control anytime he, but th that's great. He still needs to figure out how to get to the front of the net or set somebody up or somebody needs to learn how to play with him. But he can dominate in the, in, the, in the offensive zone, down low with the puck, and kill precious time. So when he was actually dropped to the fourth line for, for a game, I, it actually made sense because he can do that for you. He needs, to, he needs to be able to start. It's a confidence thing, too, with the kid. 
once he starts getting a couple of goals, I think it, I think it will start to, the, the floodgates will open a little bit. And he has been injured mostly all year. He was on the injured list three times. I think he played 40 some odd games. So he's, he's just, he still had to deal with a lot of injuries. Most of it was lower body. Um, and that, that hurts his skating legs, which is what is his driving force. So, you know, I really like, I really like him. I think he can do something in this series. Um, if he just can start burying some of these chances that he's getting and he's getting them, but that kid line has been pretty good. So all in all, I think you said earlier, but you got Rangers in seven. I do have Rangers in seven. Uh, I, I really like I, in on the daily uh, I, my two previous previews, I've actually done what, better than I ever have in my life. I'm not going to pretend like I'm, I'm hockey Domus or anything. You're hot right but now. Yeah. I did. I got seven of eight in the first round and I got three or four and I, and, and the three or four, the one I got wrong was, and I don't know how many people picked the Oilers, but I picked the flames in five. I really, I just, the Calgary flames were so strong and big all season to see what the Oilers did. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm beside myself. So maybe this could be Connor McDavid's destiny year. I have no idea who the hell knows. Um, but you know, I have them in seven. I really have a hard time picking against the bolts, but I, I, I can't, you know, the Rangers have been so resilient and now they have home, they have home ice advantage in this series. And I think that might play. So they might win another seven game series and get to the Stanley cup final. I'll leave you with this. I, I went and fact checked. You were absolutely right. No team has ever won a championship um, in any sport, according to this site. Uh, at least not in the modern era, once they've gone to like four rounds of best of seven. No team has ever won four game sevens to win a championship. In fact, no team has actually even ever played four game sevens. The closest has ever come was the Kings in 2014. They won seven, they won three game sevens to get to the cup final. And then also the Bruins in 2011, they played seven games in the first round, the third round, and the fourth round, but not the second round. But not so hey, so the, so the Rangers, if they want to win the cup, probably need to try and figure out how to win one. Of the <laughs> well, so, what do you guys think? What do you guys, you know what? I'm going to put you on the spot. What yeah. do you guys think? Who's oh. going to win this series? Uh, I guess I'll lead off. I, I have doubted the Rangers, and I was, I'll admit it, I was salty after round one, and I wanted <laughs> to see you guys kind of go up in flames. But I have a lot of friends that are Rangers fans, and I will say, I don't want to see a three-peat, and I think they got to – I think the Lightning have to run out of gas eventually, right? It's hard to do what they're doing. And I just feel like the energy at MSG, home ice advantage, the no-quit in New York thing, I mean, it drives me nuts, but it's true. I think you guys are going to end up taking it in seven, and I got the Rangers in seven. Okay. Harry made some great points, and for that reason, I have Tampa in seven. Nice. <laughs> Go the opposite way. Must be a Caps fan. <laughs> I uh, I also have Tampa in seven. I think it's going to be a great series, though. It's Hold such up, a Caps fan, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> my, my boy's wearing a Nordiques hat because he's so embarrassed at what the Caps did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you guys yeah. hold a single lead, please? No, no. handed that thing to Florida. Yeah. Handed it. Oh to my me. God! And Florida, honestly, for all that, for as good as they were, President <laughs> Trophy, oh, they, they were suck. so beatable. They, they were, were frauds they, the whole time. They were so soft. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Steve Valaket, who uh, who does, who's one of the MSG analysts, but also has Clear Sign Analytics, he's a really smart guy. 
in the very beginning before the playoffs started, he's like, I just, he goes, I don't see that. I don't buy into the Panthers. I just don't. And I had the Panthers just preseason going in. I was like, they were my early favorites to win the cup. I thought they were that good. And they really showed that they were all season long. I mean, putting up a seven spot was like, Achoo. It was like sneezing and then wiping your nose with a Kleenex. It was so yeah. easy for them. I think Bobrovsky was a bigger problem than they wanted to admit. They they apparently tried to shop him around at the deadline too and didn't have any biters on that one, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I, listen, I, I heard that too. I think that was Friedman that said that they, they were exploring that. Good luck trying to trade that trade his contract. That's yeah. near impossible. Yep. I think you play him out, you go another season with him, and you get to a point where you go, well, so is this where we, you know, bite the bullet and do the buyout? Uh, because mm. he's not he's not playing that entire contract. Yep. There's, there's just no way. And they got Spencer Knight, and it's foolish not to kind of start giving that kid some more ice time. Um, yeah, but I got to tell you something. The Caps – the Caps had it, and I guarantee if the Caps would have found the way to win that series, not having Tom Wilson was a big deal because that, that's the kind of player that would have eaten, a lot, eaten the Panthers alive, and they yeah. probably would have found a way to win that series, um, and they probably would have given the Bolts definitely, uh, I guess, a more competitive series because I have no idea what I witnessed. I really yeah. don't. I don't <laughs> even know what or I mean, I, Claude Giroux is probably just like, man, I should have opened up my options to the Avalanche, shouldn't I? Yeah, I, we, I think everybody was making memes about that. But um, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we're looking forward to your third round coverage. You do an excellent job, as always. A um, lot of our New Yorkers who, you know, listened to your episode earlier in the year uh, got on your bandwagon. So they're also big fans of yours. And we really appre appreciate you coming on, especially late notice. Yeah, absolutely. This was a lot of fun. And I hope you guys have me off for the Stanley Cup final. When the Rangers are, uh, we'll hold you to that. Winning. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll hold you to that. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. No Thanks, Anthony. We want to thank Anthony for hopping on the show with us once again. It's always a good time when he comes in and, you know, decides to give his, uh, his take on the Rangers. He does a fantastic job over at Forever Blue Shirts. So, uh, yeah, if, uh, if they pull this off, we might have to have him back on again. What would you guys say to that? Yeah, absolutely. Electric energy, as most Rangers fans are, especially the the, the true Ranger fans are all diehard and it, it shows through. So you got to have some respect for that, even if you're uh, like us and you don't really like the Rangers. Absolutely. And we do have a whole nother series to get to. But before we move on, let's go ahead and take a second here for some rest and recovery from Kane Footwear. Kane Footwear is changing the game by providing a unique shoe focused on recovery while being made from sustainable materials. The Kane Revive is made with bounce back foam created from Brazilian sugarcane, a renewable resource. Sugarcane helps reduce greenhouse gases by capturing CO2 as it grows. Kane's unique bounce back foam provides the ideal, ideal balance of cushioning and support to help the body renew. Head to the link in our bio today to grab a pair of the most comfortable shoes you will ever own. That is no word of a lie. Straight up. These shoes are so far. I literally already got one of my, one of the kids, I live with two other people right now. And one of my roommates has already purchased a pair. They came the other day. We both wore them to the beach yesterday. We were playing some uh, some bags or cornhole, whatever you call it, depending on where uh, where you live. But yeah, they're great shoes. I'm starting a cane gang out here. I'm just going to get all my friends <laughs> to get the canes. That it's needs to be a hashtag. Cane Look game. good, feel good, straight up. I have so many bad knee problems, and these shoes are like lifesavers. I wore them to the office the other day, and um, I had like 
10, 15 people come up, you know, ask where I got them, what they were like, you know, someone asked to try them on. I thought that was weird. Uh, Actually, but- <laughs> wait, I have one really good story about mine. I went to the Milwaukee Admirals playoff game like last week, walked in, forgot I had my pocket knife in my pocket. So I walked through the uh, like, you know, yeah. metal detector. I set it off immediately. They were like, what do you got in your pocket? And I was like, oh, shit put it in the thing they're like you can't take that in whatever i hit it in the bushes outside got it back no big deal <laughs> anyway that's not the point here when i'm going through because i buzzed it they were like oh we have to like do another like scan on you because you buzzed it even though we know it's just a pocket knife so this guy comes over to like do my like second like wand scan or whatever and he, he rolls up and he goes hold up first of all what are those shoes those are those are fucking awesome like where can I get them? And I was yeah. like, like literally stopped before he wanted me yeah. and like made me tell him where I got them. And he like straight up pulled it up on his phone, like the link. And he was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna look at that later. And then he <laughs> proceeded to like, make sure I wasn't trying to sneak some crazy shit into UW Panther arena. So that's awesome. They really are great shoes. They've replaced sandals for me. Ask any podiatrist. I think that's what foot doctors are called. I don't know. They tell you slides, flip-flops, not good for your feet, not good for your knees. These things are awesome. It's like wearing athletic shoes, but like in a sandal or like a Croc version. It's awesome. I promise you they're 10 times more comfortable than Crocs. And if you order it, go through one of our social bios. You can find a link in there and that'll help support us. Thank you. It's like wearing a pair of tennis shoes with an AC unit installed. Yeah. Honestly, it's a really kind of like a mullet AC unit for your head. There you go. Yeah. I I really do like that. Two things that are good for the environment, mullets and cane footwear. So yes, sir. Just adhere to both of those and you'll be fine. Best ad read of all time. I don't even (laughs) think it's close. Nick, let's hop into the avalanche versus the Oilers out West. Do you want to drive the bus here? You want me to? Sure, I can take it. So the Avs come in at a minus 250, and the Oilers come into the series as a plus 200. Right off the bat, what do you guys think about those? I think those are a little bit larger than I thought they were going to be here. The Avs all year long have gotten, like, way too much respect. And this is this is tough because I've actually shitted on both of these teams all year long and said, like, they're both phony, and I'm going to look like a real asshole because one of them is going to the Stanley Cup final. But um, – <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's a little steep. I'll say that. I think it could be a little more. Like I'd like to see Avalanche at like minus one eighty or something like that. Their value all season for like really any game has just been too Stupid. bad to the point where it's like you can't even do anything with it. I mean, maybe if you put like you know two or other teams in there and you parlay it with something, but now that's not really an option either. So um, it's just kind of garbage. I think plus 200 is a hundred percent worth at least a little dabble in your wallet. I think the series is going to be a lot closer than people are thinking it might be. Um, we'll get into that a little more, but yeah, I think plus 200 is probably worth a dabble. Sure. Uh, yeah. We have um, Edmonton coming in here after beating the Kings in seven and then defeating the flames in five right off the bat. Obviously we can't start talking about this team without talking about uh, Connor and Leon. They entered the series leading the NHL postseason and scoring. Both of them have 26 points. Harry, what has your impression been of their play so far? Other than it's just been fucking lights out. Uh, it's wild. I mean, they're so good. We actually have a t-shirt made for them that I'm wearing right now. If you're watching on YouTube, this will go back up at some point this series. I promise the Edmonton overs. 
Edmonton overs. It's a phenomenal phrase. McDavid over one and a half. See, there's actually three things out there that are good for the environment. It's cane (laughs) footwear, mullets, and the Edmonton overs t-shirt. So go buy that. There you go. Nice plug. Yeah. What can you say? I think I've blown these guys more than anybody on the pod for the last three episodes. Every time we come on, there's some record set. Every time we come on, there's some TSN stat where they're the highest in history at this and some super specialized stat that makes them, you know, look even more godlike than they already are. Um, it, it's just stupid what they're doing. I think that, and I mean this seriously, if McKinnon's line is matched up against them, I, I mean this seriously. I think McDavid's going to make McKinnon's head explode. Like, I really think he's just that much like above him at this point right now. And that's no disrespect to McKinnon. I'm a huge McKinnon guy. I love him. Probably one of my favorite players, not on the pens. But what McDavid's doing, I don't think it can be stopped. I still think, though, that McKinnon has the goal of the playoffs so far. He does. He does. He absolutely does. fucking insane. Think of how good McKinnon is right now, right? McDavid has double for both of them, though. McDavid has double the amount of points than McKinnon. That's insane. That's fair. That's However, like ridiculous. Well, I was going to say, look at who both teams have played, but honestly, they both sort of like, well, I don't know. I feel like the Avalanche have had a little bit more of like a, not with the Predators, obviously, but the Blues right. are like a solid, like they had to work to win that series. That That's was true. a team that was built too. Like that was a heavy team. Yeah. I, I honestly thought the Blues had a really good shot to win the cup and well, Calgary too. I mean, a lot, I, yeah, a lot of people had fair. them. I don't know. I, I'm not really trying to say that. I, I mean, I think McDavid's better than McKinnon, but I wouldn't, I don't know. It's just the way he's playing right now. It's like this look in his eye and I'm like, what are we watching? It's, yeah, it is kind of crazy. I also think that even though they beat the flames in five games, that was not a five game series. I mean, it was one goal away mm-hmm. from going six and like, really it could have gone seven from the start. There's a, I mean, there's, a few key moments in that series that are like pivotal Mm -hmm. that is, is why it ended up ending in five, but I I'm still, I mean, they, they just found a way to win in five and that's, I guess they get more rest, but you know, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning and these stats come to us from Sportsnet, but with a minimum of 30 playoff games played in their career, McDavid now has officially reached top five in terms of points per game. He ranks fifth all time in NHL history and Leon Dreisaitl, had 17 points in the second round where the series only went five games. Leon is the fourth fastest player in NHL history to reach 50 playoff points. He only trails uh, Gretzky, Mario, and Barry Peterson. I mean, he put his name all over that series. I don't want to, but can we talk about Evander Kane for a second? Yeah, go ahead. What he's doing is actually like, pretty impressive like I I have to be the first one to admit this I'm not a fan of the guy say what you will the history is murky whatever he's playing good hockey right now and it's it's a problem for his opponents and that's that's the bottom line yeah what does he have a a hat trick in each series now right yep yeah he also has 12 goals on the postseason if he scores three more which will give him 15 he would tie Crosby and Ovechkin for the most goals scored in a postseason since 1998, which is kind of wild to think about. That Evander, is nuts. Evander Kane, the guy that we all said like in January, like nobody's going to take this yeah. guy. And now he's going to probably, I would bet money he's going to break that record. He might get paid this offseason too. Yeah, get him out of debt. 
Um, I also think that Zach Hyman deserves a shout out. He's riding a five game goal scoring streak entering game one against Colorado, and he can tie the Oilers franchise record for goal streak in the playoffs if he can score one tonight in game one. Nick, I know you just asked me what I think of Edmonton. I want to ask you, do you see this series as a seven game or do you think that it's going to be something quicker than that? Uh, I think this could very easily turn into a seven gamer, but I'm going to go with the abs in six. Okay. Matt, I think that you- Edmonton will find like a little bit of legs here to push this the distance, maybe still one or two in overtime or something like that, just to keep it interesting. But I think the abs are just going to be too much at the end. I tend to agree. I think that balls arena is going to be, you know, <laughs> jumping and uh, it's going to be loud. That place is uh, it's been loud all postseason. Uh, what's the name of the Edmonton place? I, I get all the freaking Canadian ones. Rogers place. Cause they're all yeah. just some very, they're all the same. Of, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Rogers, I think, I don't know. I mean, that crowd has looked pretty electric too. Pretty much all the crowds we have left are like notorious except like Tampa Bay. Fuck them. <laughs> um, Ooh. But what I will say is I think this series will go six. I think, Avalanche will find a way to win in six. I do tend to agree with what Nick said, though. There is a way, there is a world where this series goes seven um, if Edmonton can find a way to steal a few and if Connor McDavid can have, like, one or two of those crazy games where he just finds a way to, like, score, like, three goals and have, like, two assists and there's just, like, nothing you can do to stop him, which totally possible. Before we talk about the Avalanche, I do think it is, again, worth noting – uh, in terms of betting trends, McDavid over one and a half points has hit in 10 of 12 playoff games this far, which is absolutely ridiculous. And Leon Dreisaitl has at least three or more points in his last five games in a row. So if you're taking point props, I know that those guys have some really big numbers, but I think it's worth it. I mean, with what they're doing, they're proving they can live up to the hype. And uh, if you're looking for safe bets, I think player props for either of those guys is probably safe. Uh, Let's move on to Colorado real quick. I mean, you know, they get through Nashville with a sweep. They defeat St. Louis in six. They had a really monster game six where they came back late, which was an awesome game to watch. My big question for them, we all know that Kadri, Landeskog, McKinnon, McCarr, they're all kind of doing their own thing and they're looking good. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Miko Rantanen, though. I mean, this guy is probably, you could say, maybe the X factor in this series. He only has one goal through 10 games so far this playoffs, and it was an empty net goal against St. Louis. He still has 11 points uh, in 10 games, which is good. But I think they're going to end up needing more out of him. It's just weird, too, because he's normally just such a key offensive weapon for them in the postseason. He's typically that guy who's getting one to two a game. uh, And then maybe you might be looking at some other guys that would be struggling here. Yeah, I'd also like to see Burakovsky come to life a little bit too. I know that he has kind of stepped down and not being as big of a like role as he has in past years with this team. He ended up being a healthy scratch, I think, once uh, last series. But, I mean, Caps fans know he, this, this is a guy capable of changing a game if he gets the right look. Um, he's also a big confidence guy, and I would imagine that hasn't changed with him. Um, but when he was with the Caps, it was always like, uh, you know, if he's if he's not hot, he's not hot. But if he can score a couple of goals, he's going to go on like a three or four game point streak or something like that. So I'd say we haven't seen everything that's possible to see from Berkey. I'm keeping my eye on him this series too, see if he can get hot. Harry, uh, someone 
that Leafs fans, well, a couple of people, Leafs fans have been keeping their eyes on uh, to sort of bridge the gap between Edmonton, Colorado here, as you were talking about Zach Hyman. Imagine being a Leafs fan and looking at what Hyman's doing for the Oilers and looking at what Kadri's doing for the Avs. You just, oof. Yeah, and he's not the only guy. I think that people forget uh, Tyson Berry. He was part of the trade that brought Kadri to Colorado in 2019. And then obviously that was the exchange with the Leafs. Now Barry finds himself on the Oilers going against his old team. And we all know he's got a bunch of friends still on the team. He was a popular guy in Colorado. So that's going to be a good one to watch. Uh, and in terms of the season series, two of the three contests went to overtime. Margarita Mac, hope you're listening. I am listening. Do you have the stat of how many of those games went over by chance? Because I, that's that's kind of something that I'm looking at a lot for this series. I know it's set high. I'm not sure if we've mentioned this yet, but it's, what, it's seven for today? It's, like, over seven, and you can get it at, like, plus 110. They're trying to, like – They're you know, luring you. They're trying to bait you with that, which is – I didn't take the bait, not for game one. Um, going to sit back and see what we see. But I don't know. I, 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 I tend to think a lot of these games will go over seven. I mean, here's really what I think it's going to come down to. You got two very average goalies who both come from the Coyotes organization, <laughs> and they both <laughs> let up a lot of goals. You got Kemper. I didn't even think about that. That's fucking hilarious. You got Kemper and you got Smith. Honestly, if you made me bet who has a higher ceiling, like who could really steal it, I think Smith might be that guy. He's getting all the shit. Like everyone's like, there's Kemper and here's all his stats and blah, blah, blah. He's, he's not been that great, but he's a really good goalie. And then there's Mike Smith. And that's just like where they end the like conversation. People are writing this dude off just because of his age and just because of his history and who he is. He he's got a chance to steal this series. And I think he knows that. And uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what that guy can do because he's, I mean, you guys probably saw, but the post game conference he did after he, uh, after he let in that full ice goal uh, against Calgary, he was like, well, shit, I can laugh about it now. Right. Cause we won. And they're all like, yeah, you can laugh about it. And he's like, never in my career have I just fully lost sight of a puck, but I had no fucking idea where that puck was. Yeah. He said he just completely like, just like a. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Just What's funny fun. too, is in that clip, it goes in and he like throws his arm. <laughs> the fuck it's like he's like trying to like blame somebody but there's no like he just fucked up but yeah it worked out for his favor so my point here is it'll be interesting to see every series he's been in so far he's caused some sort of chaos whether it's passing the puck out into the middle of the ice and getting scored on or you know losing sight of a puck from the other end of the ice however in both series he's also found a way to be a huge difference maker found a way to steal some games in there, get his team back in it, and he's won two series. So who's saying he can't beat the Avs? Jay, what are your thoughts? want to hear what you got. Uh, and I did look the – I would assume the under only hit – or excuse me, the over only hit once between Colorado and Edmonton. It was six to three. The other two yep. were three to two and two to one. Okay. Um, I think it's really going to come down to the depth of as you guys have been talking about. I mean, what Hyman and Evander Kane, and I'm assuming the Nuge is still doing his thing with, with yep. the Oilers. So they're clicking right now and Dreisaitl and McDavid have gone full super Saiyan at this point. So uh, it's, 
it's an interesting series because everyone all year has been Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. But I like where this is going. <laughs> and I'm not doing this to be a contrarian. I have seen too many times in other sports, regardless, one guy just gets hot and it just carries a team. Like Madison Bumgarner for the Giants back in 2014 or LeBron James carrying the Cavs to the finals in 2018. They're just guys that get hot for no other reason and they just carry so the fact that the oilers have two of them i would say edmonton and seven let's go i love this <laughs> wow we need okay. an underdog we need it yeah some some good analogies i will say i think hockey is the hardest sport yeah. to have like one guy just do it all for you but if there's any team any guy that can like prove that theory wrong it's definitely the oilers and mcdavid and leon I mean, what they're doing is otherworldly. The one other thing I want to talk about with this series before we move on um, is the defense. I mean, the Oilers have not really had to play as tough of a defense as they're going to face with the Colorado Avalanche. You could argue that, you know, the Calgary Flames have a solid decor. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, I think back to Zadorov trying to knock Connor McDavid's lights out and just bouncing off of him and being like, what the fuck? And then the puck's in the net like two seconds later. But I don't know. I mean, Colorado has some good D. Do you guys think that's going to be a big issue for them? Or do you think they still find a way to get through it? I think the loss of Sam Gerrard is huge. I think they're going to feel that a lot more than they necessarily thought they would initially. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that you've seen a lot of good things out of their defense core, uh, both offensively and defensively since the start of this postseason. So I think they're finding their stride. I would say up there with St. Louis, I'd put Colorado top three decors easy. Maybe Carolina, St. Louis, and, uh, you know, Colorado in there. But, yeah, it's going to be challenging. And the biggest problem for Edmonton isn't necessarily going to be, like, getting past Colorado's D, but Colorado's D is so good with the puck. You got McCarr, Byram, Taves, you know, all these guys that can just handle the puck and go up and down the ice. And they basically play like forwards. One of you two guys said that the other, the other episode, but um, for Connor and Leon, it's going to be, they have to have the possession of the puck and that's hard to do when you got McCarr on the back end. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that pretty much sums up for us. We got Jackson with the Oilers in seven. I've got the Avs in seven and the other two fellows have the Avs in six Jay, before we wrap up, who you got in uh, Rangers and Lightning? Uh, that's that's tough. I'm in quick sidebar. I'm so disappointed that Carolina didn't make it. I was low key. They were my favorite team coming out of the East, just because of the culture they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's such a tough series because Igor has been such an up and down player for the Rangers entire postseason. I just, I have to go Tampa Bay just because it'd be the most stupid thing ever for them to reach three finals in a row. And I think they're going to do it in six. I think that the Rangers are just going to run out of their magical bullshit that they always seem to pull oh, up every, every other year. Be careful. Just, <laughs> anyone, anyone else have helicopters above their house? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, right? But, but uh, yeah, no, it's – there's they always fall short when at some point that you think they'll actually do something. That's like, fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. 
because there have been so many other postseasons, whether it was 2014 against the Kings. Now, anytime in between, whether it was, I forget, like 2017 or 2018 versus the Capitals, there's always been one series. They have just absolutely blown it. And somehow they've not done that in two. So, well, we'll see. I'm the only idiot who took the Rangers. <laughs> I told myself last episode, I'll never bet against the Lightning again. And guess what? Here I am seven days later, and I'm betting against the Lightning again. So, whatever. The, the I, Oilers, uh, the, the Oilers and the Lightning are going to be your um, hills you're just going to die on at some point. Probably. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read this uh, ad read here before we announce a couple of closing thoughts here. But, yeah, before we get to that, just wanted to remind you guys that this season, all of our picks are powered by SharpRank. SharpRank created the first ever cross-sport rating system, ranking betters from any sport on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate, even you. SharpRank is backed by some of the biggest names in the sports gambling world, such as BetMGM, Betway, and Sports Illustrated. Download the free app for iPhone and Android today. And one thing I want to bring up real quick, uh, not on the notes page, but I'm wondering what you guys think. To pick, there's four teams left now, obviously. You could pick any of them right now to win the Stanley Cup. I'm going to read off their odds, and I want to know what you guys think are the best. Like, if you had to put money down, what is the best bang for your buck and, like, realistic, like, you could you could win this bet on picking a team to win the Stanley cup. So avalanche to win the cup plus one twenty. Oilers to win the cup plus five fifty. Uh Rangers to win the cup plus five fifty and lightning to win the Stanley cup plus two twenty. I have a feeling I know what everyone's going to say, but I want to, uh, I want to toss it off to y'all first and see what you think. Nick, let's start with you. I, in a weird way, I got to go with the Oilers. Whoa. Wow. That's not what I thought you were going to say, but just, I will say plus 550 is juicy, especially yeah, for Mick David. Yeah. And uh, it has made it this far. You would right. think like 550, maybe you would see around the second round. But yeah. And just with how well they've been playing, I mean, Jackson talked about it. Harry talked about it. When one player is that on it, you just never know. Yeah. I mean, if, $10 bet wins you 55 bucks on that. That's not too bad. No, I take that. I think ugh, I want to say the Rangers because I feel like you got to have the goalie. That's my whole thing. You got to have the goalie. They definitely do. I think if I agree with what Anthony said, I think whoever comes out of the East is probably going to win the cup in my opinion, I agree but to double too. your money with Tampa and what they've done, that'd probably be the best for your value. Um, in terms of realistic, because I think they will beat the Rangers, um, even though I have the Rangers in seven. I, I, you got to be honest with yourself. Uh, but I think with Igor and Net, the Rangers plus 550 is definitely worth a, a crack at it. It's juicy for sure. Jackson, do you have a, uh, a pick here? Well, I can't go with the Rangers after everything I just said. Um, so fair. I would – I would probably go with the Oilers as well, just because obviously the 550 value and that realistically guys staying hot. And if Mike Smith can keep up his Arizona Coyotes form, I think he can near, near match whatever comes out of the East. 
for sure. I think my pick would have to be the Lightning. I mean, the fact that the team that just won the last two cups and is poised to maybe three-peat at this point is still plus 220. I think that's pretty darn good. I'm surprised that they're not the team that's only plus 120. I can't believe that Colorado is only plus 120. I actually think that's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I actually might put a little little something something on Tampa Bay at plus 220. I don't want them to win, but this would be a nice way to like hedge that too. You know, it's like if they right. repeat, at least I make a little bit of change. Yeah. Oh, and PSA before we're like actually done. For anyone who's giving me shit about this game seven under that I said max unit, like three units, it's a lock. I put my reputation on the line. I think I told some people that, and then it didn't hit. Fuck off. Like, yeah, I lost a bet. Like, (laughs) so what? That's what happens when you give out picks before games happen. I'm not going to hide behind my keyboard and act like I know everything and then look at someone sharper and can see that, oh, wait, they actually suck. They just make fun of you. So, Anyways, I just want to get that off my chest. I'm going to be wow. back better than ever round three. That wasn't and, aimed uh, at anyone at all. No, definitely not. <laughs> you know who you are if you're listening. You know exactly <laughs> who you are. Wow. I'm well, not going to name names. Hey, guess what? Knows. When you're gambling and actually when you're not gambling in anything in life, you win some and you lose some. Very yeah. true. And on that note, thank you everybody for listening. Appreciate the love and support. And without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs>